Hello there, how are you all? Welcome to the UK Sports Chat podcast, the first of 2021. I'm Joe Williams and on today's show I am speaking with Lucy Hearn. Lucy is a level three triathlon coach, personal trainer, sports massage therapist, endurance athlete and lead run coach at AuroFit. In 2019, Lucy competed at the Worlds and Europeans, uh, Olympic distance and came fifth in age group at Ironman Austria. Lucy has hosted a couple of UK Runcher Hours recently and will be on again this coming Sunday the 10th of January on the Oro account and will be available to take your questions. After my chat with Lucy, there is a sample 28-minute bodyweight legs workout from the Oro app. Um, it's one of the intermediate lower-level body workouts for you to hear the kind of audio classes that are available on the app. If you have any questions about our chat, then please drop us a message or on any on any of our social channels, or you can also give us any comments or feedback on the podcast on info at ukrunchat.co.uk. In the meantime, have a great week and see you again soon. Hi, Lucy. Hey there. Thanks for coming on. How are you? I'm very well, thank you. How are you? Yeah, very good. Thank you. Very good. Um, so, I, I, as I said, I've already already done an introduction. Mm-hmm. Uh, thanks for coming on. Um, tell us, tell us a little. Let's start by you telling us a little bit about yourself. Oh, I hate that question. Um, so, I am a triathlon coach. I'm a run coach, and I'm a personal trainer. And I think over the last year, I've adapted which bit of me I am more of at more times because it's definitely been a year, of, or last year was definitely a year about being flexible in terms of what I offer um, and how I work with people. But yeah, my background is. Um, I mean, I was a very normal person working in an office for the most of my life. And then about 10 years ago, so I'm 40 now or 43 now. So about 10 years ago, I started getting into some running, just did a charity run through work. And then from there, kind of built up, started doing triathlon. And I would say, you know, from the beginning, I was not one of those people that always did sport at school. I was not one of those people who was always training, always kind of hitting, you know, I was never in a school running team or anything like that. Um, but found something that I enjoyed and that I was good at not amazing at but that I was good enough to kind of keep me motivated but more just found something that really I enjoyed doing I liked the community I joined my local triathlon club and got into that so you know the community side of it the motivation side of it the proving to yourself what you can do what you can achieve and that's kind of been my journey from there and I you know having come from not having that background of sports I want to support other people who kind of thought oh I can't do that you know you always go oh those people who do marathons I'd love to do that but I could never do that and Mm -hmm. I kind of want to help people realize that yes yes they can um and sometimes they just need a bit of helping hand normally more motivation and sort of support than actual advice as to what to do but yeah along the way and so from that I became a personal trainer and then um, became a triathlon coach um and here I am now (laughs) cool okay so which charity run did you do um I was doing it was the Great North Run that I did um I started off with a 10k run we we were running I was working on climate change at the time campaigning on climate change and for some reasons that I can't even remember we had these enormous 
big cardboard hands like sort of the size of a body so you know when most people do a charity run and they've got the little angel wings that are the kind of little kind of um what do you call it net net wings really light yeah. i had these enormous person-sized cardboard wings on corrugated cardboard um, <laughs> to make these wings at the back of my body to run the great north run um which are not very aero for getting through the wind so that was quite hard and i because it was the first run i'd really done i massively underestimated my finishing time or overestimate I ran faster than I had intended so I spent the whole time overtaking and literally had to give hand signals to pull out of my lane to overtake with these stupid great cardboard wings on my back <laughs> yeah that's a quite a busy race as well <laughs> yeah <it>? oh yes <laughs> <laughs> and so, and so did did that just ignite a love for you then did it in, sp- in yeah. sport quickly or? yeah I think it was a side to myself I hadn't discovered um I loved the um the side of getting to know myself better of you know I remember the first time I did a track session I didn't realize that people have more than one gear to run it and I kind of always went out on a run you do that kind of ploddy running as fast as you can for the kind of distance you're going and then I remember going down to do a track session again with my local triathlon club and just realizing there's another gear to it I could run faster but then I had to learn to run slower so I could get that balance between the fast runs and the slow runs and just finding there was stuff I just didn't know I could do and kind of that that thing of pushing yourself and it hurts and it's hard but you get that reward you get that adrenaline um but also I I was going through a a not great time in my life at the time and just setting myself those challenges and proving to myself I could do things um you know literally starting from that first 5k that first 10k just helped me kind of progress and and then seeing the impact that it can have on mental health for myself for other people and that's very topical now in January as well um just really inspired me and kind of thought I, I want this to be more than just something I do you know at the weekends I want this to be something I can help other people to to realize what they can achieve and I hope that other people can get out of it what I got out of it yeah great and so did that then quickly lead on to you doing a triathlon was that um yes oh it's everything gets confused in the midst of time doesn't it but yes I think I did my first um triathlon in 2012 um and it was it was not a notable affair (laughs) um but it was enough that I enjoyed it and then went on and wanted to do more and I must have joined the tri club after that I think um and then from there just kind of took it from there that was a sprint triathlon so the sort of shortest or main short distance you do and then just carried on building up from there yeah but you when when did you realize that you you know you were you were good and you'd go for because you, I mean, you've made it to your age group haven't you and yeah your age group yeah um I, I was on a training camp which sounds very grand it's basically an excuse to go and get some get some sun in the days when you could go on holidays get some sun <laughs> and go away with some friends and ride your bike um but I was on a training camp and there was a um girl there from a different triathlon club um who just said to me you know you're 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 good you should look into trying out for these things and I think if somebody doesn't say that to you and I would say in my experience more women as well we tend not to put ourselves forward for things we need other people to kind of give us that confidence that we can do things um and she kind of not pushed me hard but said you know you really should give this a go um and sort of from there I started to look at what the some of the times were and the first time I tried to um qualify for my age group in triathlon I I was coached by somebody else and didn't get there I nearly got there but didn't quite mm-hmm. um and then I I started self-coaching myself and have qualified um for the GB team in various different distances ever ever since then um and you know learning from that that it's so much about consistency and just getting that consistency of training in there 
Um, yeah. it, you know, it very much in triathlon it, and I think in running as well, it very much depends on your age and what how competitive that age group is. And it's a lot harder in some age groups than others. Yeah. Um, but I mean, particularly triathlon, it is a very welcoming world and there is a big diversity of opportunities in there. And, you know, I'm in no way a patriotic person at all, but being able to run a race with GB kit on representing yeah. your country is a kind of an amazing experience. And I'd really encourage anybody who thinks they might be halfway there just uh, this year. It's all messed up with the application process because I haven't been in any races for a year. But to look into it, whether that's masters running, whether that's um, age group triathlon, whatever. Yeah. Cool. So it's interesting you say that. I, I interviewed Scott Hill. He's the RAF triathlon head coach mm. and he had the same experience he, he he did his first triathlon and after the event one of the one of the more experienced triathletes said to him you're pretty good you should mm. really have a look at this and he and he went on and competed at Kona so it's interesting that you both had that, that same you know external frame of reference to say you, you're good at this you could you it's it's nice it's like you say it's a welcoming world isn't it yeah very much so so have you got a favorite distance and discipline I mean, you've just mentioned Kona. My my ultimate goal would always be to qualify for Kona, the World Championships. Um, so I kind of have to say Ironman, but Ironman is really hard. Um, I would say the the distance I am most competitive over, and the one that kind of is a challenge but doesn't get in the way of your life so much is half Ironman. But it just doesn't have that same kudos. So the the Olympic distance you get to do the age group stuff, and Kona, you know, is there as that carrot for the for the Ironman, and the half Ironman just doesn't quite have the same standing in the world. And it's not about results for me at all. It's about you know going out and doing a race and enjoying it. So. Um, yeah, I would say half Ironman. It's that challenge. I prefer the longer stuff. I'm better over the longer distance. The um, the swim is the least important bit in the half Ironman, and I'm not a very good swimmer, so that works in my favour. So, you, and you mentioned enjoying the enjoying the challenge there, mm. and as we've, you know, this last twelve months has been pretty difficult for mm. for, for everybody. What how? How have you adapted your training and what kind of tips can you give uh, to our listeners for training in this COVID world, I suppose, is the way to word it? Um, I mean, I would say you have to know why you're doing it because, you know, so many people and I've had people contacting me, you know, wanting training plans and stuff. And they've sort of said, oh, I was meant to be doing a whatever it is, half marathon last year. Obviously, that didn't happen because of COVID. So I'm kind of back at square one now. And I would still say if you want to be doing a half marathon as an example then you probably want to be training for around that kind of distance and it shouldn't just be about that result that race and you know there's so many virtual races and things now I think in the first few months of COVID of course you know our plans kept on changing um, and we had to keep on adapting our plans but I would say if you want to be if you just like going out and running because you just like going going out and running then that's fine but when it's freezing cold outside when everything's really a bit miserable in the world you have to know why you're doing something whether that's about a race whether that's about a distance whether that's about proving something to yourself whether that's you know your mental health is better if you run at least three times a week whatever it is know that why so when it's pitch black outside and when you really don't want to go out you know why you're going to do it otherwise it's so easy just to go oh i'll go tomorrow or whatever 
Um, and and if, if you are somebody who is motivated, motivated by those big kind of external goals, you know, races or something like that, mm -hmm. then I think we have to accept the world is not what we thought it was. And it may all be sorted by the summer and it may not be. We just don't know that yet. But don't let another year go by waiting for that big goal race that didn't happen. Set yourself. Mm -hmm some goals that are kind of covid proof that you have control over you know and i i always 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 say to people have a training plan and that doesn't need to be an expensive training plan it doesn't need to be something you know really tailored it can literally be i plan to do a half marathon at the end of march and therefore here's the runs i need to do to get there and stick it on the fridge or stick it on your phone you know wherever it is so you've got that plan to get there so you hold yourself accountable so you don't do the thing that we all do of oh i couldn't run this week so i'll do twice as much next week and then you end up getting injured or too tired from it you've got that steady build to get there you've got your kind of plan to get there and you can hold yourself accountable to get there um but also you know what when you're aiming for and you know if it, if it is your own self-organized race and it's absolutely horrible weather the day you plan to do that half marathon it's fine to move it back you know a week or something but don't just kind of keep thinking oh if i keep on running a bit i'll get there you kind of need that path to know where you're trying to get to and how you're going to get there mm -hmm. How, how would you incorporate your strength and conditioning and training within that? And then that was the next thing I was going to say. So, um, you know, within that plan, I would also, you know, allow for some time for strength and conditioning. Mm -hmm. um, and often, you know, if it's raining outside, we go, oh, I can't go for my run. And, and we go, therefore, you know, that's it. But actually, maybe you can do something else inside. So maybe you could do some strength and conditioning and wait till the weather's nicer another day. Or, you know, everybody's got kids at home now with homeschooling and everything. Maybe it's not practical to go out on that run. Use this time to invest in yourself and do Doing some strength and conditioning at home um, in terms of what that would look like it's so dependent whether people have got weights or not but if you haven't got weights at home you can still do really effective work um, just body weight so my mm -hmm. bare minimum for the people that I work with I always you know people always get excited about the strength bit of the strength and conditioning but I always say you need the stability and the mobility before you add in the strength so by that I mean the mobility for example at your hips we spend all day or most of us spend all day sitting down and we end up with quite tight hips and then we go oh I'm going out for a run now and we expect to have that mobility I'm waving my hand about as I'm talking now we expect yeah. to have that mobility of that leg being able to move forwards and backwards and the hip go into extension behind our body but we just spent all day saying get really good at being tight at the front and then suddenly we want to be able to move it backwards so yeah. literally just spending five minutes before we go out loosening up our ankles loosening up at the hips um, you know, just doing some lunges or something are really good. Um, thinking about engaging, so we sort of draw up at the front and engage our glutes at the back. So we're thinking about a neutral pelvis. Um, if you think of your pelvis as a bowl of water, generally, as you as that leg comes back behind you, you'll be sort of tipping the water out at the front. And if you just gently engage, pulling up at the front, engaging the glutes just to stop that water sort of tipping out at the front quite so much, then we're starting to engage our glutes. We're starting to loosen up the hips, just doing a few lunges like that before you go out. Um, um, so yeah, we need the mobility. So I would do that mobility work either before a run or before a strength and conditioning session, making sure all the bits that I need to move can move okay. Um, I would then be doing some stability. So whilst we want movement at the hips, we also want the kind of the hip to engage, the glutes to engage as they should, so that as our foot hits the ground, the knee doesn't collapse in or the hip doesn't drop down. 
Um, so some work around our glutes. So I'm sure everybody's had glute bridges prescribed to them at some point, some sort of glute bridges, something that's going to work the kind of side glutes, the glute knee. So that could be lying on your side and doing clams, kind of Bridget Fonda style, um, or if you've got one of those bands, doing some band walks. There's low in it doesn't need to be complex and it doesn't need to take forever, even if it was just five minutes before you go out and you run. And if that meant you did one kilometer less running, personally, I think you're then going to get more out of that run and you've got less chance of getting injured when you go there. So the stability mm. and the mobility are the kind of non-negotiables from my perspective. Then if you've got the time, you can add in the strength and that could be um, whether it's with weights or whether it's just body weight, but adding in some squats, adding in some lunges. Um, if you haven't got weights, you can go slower. So doing a squat where you go down for four seconds, you hold it for four seconds, you go up for four seconds, things like that, just getting creative. So you're still getting that load, trying to do some single leg work. So we don't always just, you know, lead with our stronger leg and working on our technique. So making sure for example if you're doing a lunge that your front knee isn't collapsing in as you go down but you're really working on engaging those glutes and then the other thing i would add in but being really kind of careful about is adding in some really low level plyometrics so some sort of hopping it's not you know big box jumps or anything but just some hopping on the spot or side hops um particularly as we get older when we're sort of from sort of 30 40 onwards and particularly women as we um, approach menopause our lower we're more vulnerable to injuries in the lower leg the kind of calf region um, so just doing some really not going out and doing, you know, too much too soon, but just building up a little bit of low level plyometrics can mm. be really effective for preventing injury there as well. Sorry, I talked for ages there. I can talk for ages about strengthening. It's <laughs> no, it's great. It's, there's some, there's some yeah, very, uh, very good tips in there. Thank you. And like, like you said, these are things that you can you can easily do at home. You don't you yeah. don't need all the equipment, you, like, like you say, which is um, perfect for now, isn't it? Yeah, definitely. So tell us about your um your role uh, with Oro as um as their as a, you're the run coach aren't you Yeah um yeah so Oro for those that don't know Oro is a brilliant app um you download it onto your phone and then you plug in your headphones and then a coach either myself or one of my colleagues there takes you through your workout so we take you through your warm up we take you through what you're doing whether it's meditation whether it's a strength workout whether it's a running workout we've got stuff obviously for in the gym when gyms are open but we've got loads of stuff outdoor runs uh, body weight stuff you can do at home whatever um, and we talk you through what you need to be doing. So we're helping you with your technique. We're helping you, you know, stay motivated. You can load up your own music to be playing alongside it. And um, you can get loads of stats out of it, your heart rate and all that sort of stuff. Um, and I guess for me, it's, well, it's two things. One, it's um, taking the you having to think what you're going to do. So you can say, yes, I want to do a strength workout today. I want to do a bodyweight workout. I want to go for a run, but I'm not really sure what I want to do. And it's not your job to know that because you've got your job doing whatever you do. It's my job to have thought what's a good session for you to do that will keep you motivated, that's going to be effective in building your strength or your running fitness. Um, so it takes that kind of effort out of it. But then it's also we keep you motivated while you're going. So particularly, you know, at this time of year when everything's really quite dismal, um, you've got somebody there. It's like having a PT in your ear sort of talking you through and you can choose whether you want somebody who's going to be really kind of do it, do it. Or somebody who's, you know, coaching, coaxing you along depends, you know, what what style of coaching you prefer. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so so we're there talking you through it and you can either just load up a, a workout for the day, depending on what you feel like that day. Or there's plans on there. Again, you know, there's an introduction to meditation plan through to a build your upper body strength, you know, whatever it is you're looking for. Um, I've written the run plans on there. 
So I've got a 5K plan, a half marathon plan, and then the one that we've just launched um, this week is a 10K winter run plan. So for people who know the cancer research uh, winter run that normally happens at the beginning of February, um, obviously that's that's going to be slightly adapted this year, but we're doing it as a virtual run. Um, so you can get a five five week training plan that I've written where I literally talk you through every run that you do for those five weeks, um, including strength and conditioning, obviously. Um, there's different levels there's an advanced plan an intermediate plan a beginner's plan so based on sort of how long you expect it to um, take you to finish that run different training plans adapted to the right level of training for you where I talk you through what you need to do talk you through a lot of the sort of psychology sort of side so sports psychology things to motivate you tips to keep yourself going when it's getting hard either either because it's a long run or because you're doing interval work and it's really feeling hard so all the stuff that I would be talking to my clients about um nutrition how to maintain consistency so you know it's, you're not just getting the training plan to get you through the next five weeks up until race day you're getting all that additional kind of training information that i would talk to any of my clients about to help them you know go on beyond that race and become a better athlete going forwards um, and then you get to do the race on um, the 7th of February. So hopefully everybody coming together to do that virtual race together. And we've got some really funky technology going. So um, I will be talking you through it. And as if you were doing the race around the streets of London, it will be kind of um, what do you, it timed in time. We've got the GPS going so it knows how far you've run. So I'll be saying, oh, you'd be going past this band playing this music or whatever at this point on the run. So I'm oh, cool. through the 10K and it will take however long it takes you to run that 10k I'm there talking you through it um so it's really exciting and I'm, I, it's, I get quite kind of almost emotional about this because I feel like I'm going on that journey with people and I've got loads of peak clients who have been, have done the run plan and they're sort of texting me already going oh, I've just done my first 10 my first run um session and on the plan with you it's great to hear you in my ear um and yeah I, I hope that I can help people you know get get more out of that training and really enjoy that process of running towards that 10k whether it's you know a PB or whether it's just about having a moment in the year where you do some training structured towards it and have that feeling of coming together with other people on the day hopefully raising some money for cancer research on the way yeah it's a, it's a cool idea isn't it it's like a, it's like you're an audio virtual reality run isn't it yeah <laughs> And I mean, when I'm coaching, when I'm doing, you know, I do club coaching um, around where I live and I get to talk to them if it's on a run track. I talk to them, you know, every 400 metres when they come past me or whatever. But I'm always kind of shouting as they disappear. Think about this with your technique or your arms or whatever it is. And then they disappear and, you know, and then they come round on the next lap and I can say it again. Whereas this way I'm with you in your ear the whole time. Um, and so, you know, I can just just little things working on technique and stuff. I can just keep on reminding you of that so that it's going to hopefully help you become a better runner and I don't believe there's just one way people run and everybody has to run in a very prescribed form at all but there's mm -hmm. certain things we can do that can help make that running feel easier um, more efficient hopefully reduce our chance of injury and also if you're doing a long run just having a few technique things to refer back to actually help to keep you focused and you know help you get more out of the run mm -hmm. so so just so I'm really clear then so people can mm. download the app and they can choose one of these five weeks training plans dependent on the outcome that they're looking for as part of this race and you'll guide them through each run each strength training session and give them all these tips about nutrition psychology 
um, and, and then have a guided run actually on the event day as well. Yeah, that's it. So they need to, can I, shall I do the link now? <laughs> yeah, go for it. Yeah, if they go to oro.fit forward slash London dash winter dash run. So oro.fit forward slash London dash winter dash run. And if they use the code run chat, then that will enable them to get a 30, 30 day free trial of Oro. Um, I think you still have to put your bank card details in at the beginning, but it, it is a 30 day free trial. And then 20%, if you then carry on with Oro after that, you'll get 20% off um, going forwards. Um, or if you just want it for the 30 day free trial, then obviously you just cancel, cancel the bank details after that. Um, but that will allow them then to then access everything that's on the Oro app. And that would include the um, winter run training plan on there, which is the 10K training plan. Cool. And there is, there is loads on there. So I, I, I oh, have, there's like 700 uh, plus workouts. There's pretty much anything you could want is on there. Yeah. I, I, I had a bit of a go at the yoga because <laughs> like you said before, I, I sit for long periods of time throughout the day. Uh, so in the evening, I've been using the, the yoga apps, but I've looked at it. There's meditation, there's Pilates, there's the running, there's all the different um spin spin cross trainer rowing all, all the different yeah. things there, climber, you, it's, it, and all different um, levels so you put in at the beginning what level you want um and yeah you can get all your stats through there as well so if you're using it for an outdoor run you can see what pace you're running at how far you've run and everything yeah. um but yeah i think for me it's genuinely if if somebody if a friend was saying to me oh you know it's january and it's locked down and i want to get a bit fit but i really don't quite know what to do then right. it's just such a kind of almost a no-brainer especially if you've got that 30-day free trial and you know that 30-day free trial you can you can do the 10k run plan but you could you can do all the other sessions on there as well um i wouldn't advise doing all of them in the next 30 days but um yeah so just have a play and see see what works for you and it's just as i say just somebody else doing the work of thinking what are you going to do today and keeping you motivated giving you that structure do, do you think this is something that is um this kind of virtual training is something that will can continue past covid because it's oh yeah i think i mean i think it was already growing um pre pre-covid but mm -hmm. i think um and you know i'm somebody who loves the gym and i would love to be back in the gym so i'm not in any way sort of anti-gyms but there's a lot of people who don't like going to the gym and i know a mm -hmm. lot of runners particularly they most of us know we should be doing strength and conditioning in some format but most of us don't like doing it some people love it and that's brilliant um, but I think for a lot of people, it is that going to the gym itself that's the barrier, whether it's the cost, whether it's the kind of all the you know big muffly men in there grunting away or whatever. Um, so having an option of something that you can do at home, um, I think, and, you know, it fits into your own time rather than having to go before work or after work. And it's really busy when you get there and all that sort of thing. You can now do it when you want, when you've got time that works for you. So I think I think the fitness world is going to see a really big. I mean, I think COVID's going to be with us for a long time that will change things anyway. But even aside from COVID, I think the fitness world has been through a lot of changes this year, some for the better, some, yeah, definitely for the worse. And, you know, I'm really scared about the number of event organizers that have really suffered this year yes. um and you know i'm people can go oh can i get a discount for this race whatever i'm you know if people need it fair enough but i'm sort of saying we we need that we need the scene to be here this is what got us all into racing in the first place whether it's triathlon whether it's running whatever um we depend on that and and we as a community depend on that so um yeah i'm i'm worried about the future of of you know event organizers and stuff but in terms of of how things have changed yeah i think the kind of personalized training whether it's through an app or whatever else i think that's definitely here to stay yeah i, I, I can see it 
complementing. This is, I think this is the first. What is this the first time that this has been done? Because I can see it complementing pretty the, much all races, really. There's yeah. no reason why it couldn't be. Yeah, this actual kind of augmented reality that I'm tuning in with you as you go based on the GPS. I think they did something very similar um, for London Marathon. Um, but this is a little bit more kind of real time and working with you. Um, so, yeah, I think it's and I think, you know, the great I mean, I got I got really emotional. I get emotional about a lot of things at the moment, but I got really emotional. I just happened to be um, driving through London on the day of the London Marathon and seeing the people out there. And it was a horrible day um, seeing the number of people out there with their numbers on their front. Some of them, you know, really striding through some people clearly not quite wanting to be there at all. But seeing everybody being able to do that london marathon and knowing that there's people around the world doing it knowing that there's people who are you know up in the north of england who wouldn't have been able to travel down to london but everybody did that same event on that same day on that same horrible horrible rainy day i think that's really powerful as well and i think that i really hope that some of that you know we need those big events where people literally do come together but i think that idea of being part of a virtual race as well i think it's a really appealing thing and i hope that that can continue with some value beyond beyond COVID. yeah i i was I, I was at my son's football that Sunday morning in in this in a uh, village called Cuddington in mm. Cheshire, and um, there was two football matches on, and the, and then a, a gentleman came running past with his London Marathon numbers on. He was the only one just came trotting through. Did he get cheer? <laughs> yeah, I, I was like, hang on. <laughs> <laughs> I was literally leaning out the window and clapping people and they were kind of looking up going who is that lunatic leaning out the window at me but I just I thought it was amazing I thought it was really inspiring yes yeah very good um just just one more question I wanted to ask you just in terms of tips you did cover this a little bit because it some people this can be a tough time for training what how do you train your your mind it's it's something that's spoken about a lot especially during races i you know people talk about oh what do you do when the going gets tough but mm. it's not races on at the moment what, what kind of motivational and, and, and mindset techniques have you got as an athlete yourself that you use in times like this just to keep you keep you on track really yeah um well I should say you have to sign up to the virtual 10k and you can get all that delivered to you in the training plan but um no I will give you some snippets so um I mean I think first of all kind of as I said before knowing what your goal is so you know not just saying oh I want to run a 10k on the 7th of January or you know whenever it sorry 7th of February or whenever it is but knowing why you want to do that are you looking for a PB are you just looking to achieve something out of a horrible year is it about um raising some money you know what what is it that actually drives you so that when you're either having to get you know pull on the shoes and it's raining and dark outside or when you're getting to that final interval in a set and you just think i can't keep going what what do you come back to what is it that's driving you and having a really clear picture you know peel back the layers um, till you can you, know, you can taste it you can see it you know the colors what 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 are you visualizing that moment looks like of, of when you're achieving it mm-hmm. um, so that you know why you're doing it I'd say that's kind of number one um, then I use a lot of kind of grounding tips so that's things like and this can either be when you're kind of at kilometer nine and you just think I can't put one foot in front of another again it's just too much I'm too tired or I'm bored of this or it's hurting or whatever it is um, and you're just trying to keep on pushing on, but everything in your body saying, I just want to stop. 
Um, so using some really simple tips, which can be either going back to, I was talking about technique before, so choosing an element of your technique to focus on. And the one that I really like is my arms. So thinking about that arm swing and putting some power into your running through your arms. So you're not thinking about your heart. You're not thinking about your lungs and your chest that feels like it's exploding. You're not thinking about your feet that are sore. You're just thinking, move those arms. And as you move the arms, the legs will follow. Um, but it could be also thinking about your glutes. And I kind of talk about, you know, really engaging your glutes, feeling the power of those glutes. I call them my rocket boosters, kind of powering me through. So it could be something, you know, very technical focus. It could be something as simple as counting to 10. Um, I was doing some intervals on the bike the other day and, you know, there were three minute long intervals, which doesn't sound long at all, but it felt so long. And all I did was just kept on going one, two, three, you know, up to 10 in my head and start again. Yeah. And it sounds so simple and so stupid, but, but you know, it can work. Um, yes. Or if you're in a race, a real race with real people, um, mm -hmm. kind of attach a, a, an imaginary piece of elastic between you and the person in front and you just need to keep in time with them, you know, don't let that elastic snap. So sort of little, really simple visualizations. Um, if you can't cope with counting to 10, you can just go left foot, right foot, left foot, right foot, really yeah. simple things. But it almost just, you're not trying to ignore those thoughts. You have those thoughts coming in, I wanna stop, I wanna stop. You're not trying to ignore them. You have to acknowledge them, but then you have to say, how do I move on from beyond this? And just that really simple thing of, like I say, the counting um, or the left foot, right foot, or just focusing on something. You can just pinch yourself. So you just focus. I heard somebody um, who won um, um, one of the few triathlon races that has happened at the end of last year, and he got off the bike and his hamstrings were killing him, but he got blisters on his feet. And he was like, I just focused on the blisters on my feet. And to most of us, we're like, oh my God, I can't think of anything worse. But by focusing on those blisters on his feet, he managed to you know, not feel the pain of the hamstrings going into cramp. So just finding something really focused on, and you normally find you just focus on it for long enough and then you've moved on. Um, or, you know, just I just need to get to that lamppost. I just need to get to the next tree, whatever it is. And then when you get there, hopefully you've still got enough motivation to go on to the next one. Um, so, yeah, I would say the visualization, what's it for? But then that sort of grounding technique just to bring it back down to really simple things, just left foot, right foot, left foot, right foot. Yeah. But I, one of my friends does his times tables. I was like, how do you do that when you're... <laughs> so, I mean, I'm used to, especially if you're doing a marathon or something, and I'm, I'm useless at maths and I'm, I work in kilometres, so I obviously get completely confused by the 26 miles and everything. I used to spend all my time doing maths and I found that that, you know, kept me entertained enough. But there's actually a lot of research to show that the more tired your brain is getting, the more you feel the fatigue of the exercise you're doing. Um, and that comes through to, you know, when um, like you see Kipchoge or whatever doing, you know, um, doing his marathon attempt, the people in front of him aren't just drafting in terms of giving him that cover against the wind resistance, but they, the people talk about cognitive drafting. So mm -hmm. they're doing the work of thinking, you know, where am I turning next? I'm on a racetrack. It's obviously fairly simple. Um, but actually, the more tired your brain is, they've done experiments where they get people doing some sort of hard, you know, maths or whatever it is, and then do some time trial, and they will perform less well than the people that went in with a fresh brain. So yes, I'm sure, you know, to some extent, doing your timetables, if it just keeps your mind occupied, that that serves a purpose but there's also something to be said for keeping your brain as kind of fresh and un, yeah. unencumbered by everything else um will will mean that you therefore feel fresher in, in your exercise 
And I would say actually that that translates to a really serious point. I've got, um, I know, um, or I had clients who would literally train for a marathon or something by running around the same park over and over and over again. Um, and until I kind of got their GPS files and I was like, you do know you just keep on running in the same place. You, you, because then when you go and do that marathon, your brain is kind of going through this whole overload because it's a whole load of new things it's got to take in because it's always used to running in this same place over and over again. Um, you know, if you go for a walk and it's just an out and back walk, you always feel you go out, it takes forever, you come back, it feels a lot easier because your brain knows what's coming next. So there's a really strong reason that when we do our training runs, if we do them in lots of different places, get our brain used to getting on all those different messages of kind of picking up going, oh, here I am, oh, where am I now, where am I going? Then it's easier on race day when we're running somewhere that's unfamiliar. Brilliant. Thank you ever so much. <laughs> I don't know how we got to that from, from math, math timetables, but anyway. <laughs> it's, no, it's great. It's a very interesting point. Um, but Well, th- thanks ever so much for coming on. Before we wrap up, do you, can you just give us the link to Auro again and, and how people sign up? Yeah, so it's auro.fit mm-hmm. forward slash. I'm just double checking it because I just want to make sure now I've shut it down. Um, auro.fit forward slash London um, hyphen winter hyphen run. And then the code that you want to put in there is run chat. All one word, run chat. Oh, wonderful. Thank you ever so much, Lucy, for coming on. It's been great to chat. And um, really good to speak to you as well. Hi Team Oro, this is Janine. Welcome to your body weight and legs workout. This exercise plan is suitable for the intermediate. Now I've got about six exercises for you and they are high knees, side lunge, skater jumps, side shuffle, fire hydrant and mountain climbers. You will be repeating two bonus exercises at the very end. Each exercise will last one minute and you'll get 45 seconds recovery. I hope you're ready to warm up with me, so let's go. Just going into a squat position, have your legs at shoulder width. I want you to now bend your knees in a squat position, placing your fingertips or the palms of your hands on the ground. And now rising up to standing fully and reach up to the ceiling with straight arms. Okay. Let's go back down to the floor in the squats. Inhale, exhale as you rise up and reach for the ceiling. Those of you that can, go onto tiptoes when you reach up, but I need you going down and up for about 10 more seconds. Well done. That's it. Let's get those knees ready. Let's get the core nice and strong and every part of you working. Three, two, and one. Take it into reverse lunges. That means taking the right leg back, bend it so that your knee comes close to the ground, standing up tall, and now your left leg. So we're stepping behind as opposed to stepping forward. So reverse lunges. And as a guide, to get closer to the ground, let your opposite hand reach for the floor and really create that range of motion there. Five more seconds, and I'm just gonna take it into the first exercise. And they are high knees. They will last one minute. So let's prepare mentally. And we're going in three, two, and one. Let's go for those high knees. Bringing your knees up as high as you can. Feeling your breath. Getting a bit deeper. Heart rate increasing. Remember to use your arms. If you have to march it, by all means, go one leg a little bit slower at a time so that you are able to bring your knees up at hip height. You've gone past the halfway mark already. 
and I'm sure you're doing well. So let's keep it up. Right after this, we're going to take it into side lunges. So not as intense as this exercise just now. Side lunges in 10 seconds. Keep those high knees going. Let's go. That's it. That's it. Come on. Breathing deeper. Three, two, and one. Standing tall. Let's go with the left leg. We're going out to the side. Bend that left knee so it's pointing forward. And bring yourself into stand. Now let's go with the right leg. Right leg out, flat foot, toe pointing forward in line with your knee if you can. And bring it in. That's it. Let's just keep going from left to right. If you're finding that your arms are getting in the way, interlock your hands together and just rest them at your chest. From side to side. Going past the halfway mark, everyone. Brilliant stuff. Remember, it's only these two exercises for now. So we're just going to go into the recovery in 20 seconds. That will be 45 seconds recovery. And we're going into the second set of exercises. 15 seconds. Let's go to the side. Step in to the other side. Wonderful. Come on. Remember, try not to step out too wide because you want to be able to control that step and be able to bring your foot right back into the center. Three, two, and one. 45 seconds is yours now to recover. Grab a drink, grab a towel, rehydrate, re-energize. We are going into skater jumps, so something a little bit more dynamic than those side lunges. We're going to leap to the left as we pick up our right foot off the ground and then we jump to the right. You are aiming to maybe jump over the river. In three, in two, and one. So we're jumping to the left, right foot comes off the ground. Jumping to the right, left foot comes off the ground. Skating, that's it. Come on, use those arms. Still working those legs though. Remember, this is your legs workout. So the more we get in, the more our results. Come on, let's get into it. Fantastic, that's it. Come on, breathe. Every time you land, I want you to visualize a further line that you need to surpass. Come on, come on. From left to right. That's it, that's it. Remember to pick that back foot off the ground. That's the challenge here, to really try and trust that single leg strength. Feel it in your quads, feel it in your glutes. Really try and bend your knee a little bit closer to the ground so that you feel that workout. Well done, last 12 seconds to go. We're just gonna go into a side shuffle. In a squat position, hands out in front of you. Side shuffle low to the left, side shuffle low to the right. It's happening in three, two, one. So in a squat position, hands out in front of you. I want you to go side shuffle low to the left, side shuffle low to the right. Let's go. At least three to four shuffles on either side. Create some distance, create some speed. That's it. And if you want to be a bit creative, when you get to the left, touch the ground. When you get to the right, touch the ground. Let's keep going. That's a guide to keep you really low. We don't want to stand up fully. We want to bend those legs in a squat, shuffle to the left, shuffle to the right. Good. Oh yes, I know you're moving quick. I know that breath is increasing. 
Come on, come on. Just 20 seconds out of 24 hours, you have the time. Keep going. That's it. Come on, left to right. Making sure that we go for more than three shuffles in either direction. You will get your 45-second recovery in four, three, two, and breathe. 45 seconds is yours. And when you return from rehydrating, we're going to go onto our hands and knees in a higher hydrant position. If you're not sure what that looks like, hands directly under your shoulders, hands and knees. Your right knee will come up at 90 degrees and come back down in line with your other knee. So it's just going to be up and down. You have 12 seconds to prepare yourself. Okay, three, two, one, let's go. Hands and knees, right leg comes up and bring it in again. Give me those reps, team Oro. Come on, leg out, leg in. Fantastic, remember everyone at their own pace, but making sure you're coming way out of that comfort zone. Change legs in three, two, and one. Let's go. Change legs now. Comes up just as wide as the other leg. Those of you that can, try to avoid your knees from touching. Really make sure the palms of your hands are pressing through the ground and they are directly underneath your shoulders. Keep your core nice and strong and let those legs do the work. We have about eight seconds. You're going to take it right into powerful mountain climbers. How lovely is that? We're going in three, two, one. Extend those legs back now and let's go. Speedy mountain climbers. If you're not sure what that is, bending those knees so they're coming as close to your chest as possible. That's it. Come on, come on, pick up that speed. That's it, you're driving. Because those legs are strong. Support yourself through your hands. If you need to change that tempo, remember you have options, so make it your own. Brilliant stuff, Timora. We have 30 seconds. That's it. Just what I like to see. Hard work. Come on, this is the last move here in this round. Did I tell you that we're doing this three times? I'm letting you know now. Okay, so we have 15 seconds to get into your recovery. Oh, yes. Come on, come on. Fight through it. Mountain climbers are nothing to you. You've got this. Three, two, and one, recover. Excellent work, everyone. We have 45 seconds. Right, so what we're gonna do is do everything again, but bigger and better. So three rounds this is. Two exercises in each of these three blocks. Once we've done it three times, we'll go to two exercises only. That you've already performed, but better. Okay, so make sure you've had a drink. Make sure you're feeling ready, confident about every single thing that's ahead of you. All right, Team Oro, we have seven seconds on the clock. We are starting from the top. You know what they were? High knees. Three, two, pick it up. Let's go. Drive those legs. Yes, we're here now. Showing up. 
being accountable for every part of your body. All the results now depend on you. What are we doing about it? Let's go. High knees are opposite to low knees. Check those mirrors. They're there for you wherever you are. Check your form. Knees up. We aim to get in line with the hips. Halfway team, you've got this. Remember, change the formation if you need to. You can bring the opposite elbow to the opposite knee and really march it out, but with an increased pace than what you would normally do for when you're walking. All right, 15 seconds. Brilliant stuff. Remember, straight after this, it's all about those side lunges. Remember to breathe in through the nose, out through the mouth. Really deep breaths. Inhale and exhale. Ideally with every rep. Three, two, and side lunges time. Whichever leg you want to step out with first. I'm going with the left, bringing it in, and changing to the right. Got to make sure I'm bending my legs as low as I can. Some of you may even want to reach the ground with your opposite hand so that you know you're going just as low as possible. Good stuff. You're making these one minute workouts easy. So let's see, halfway through already. That's it, that's it. Come on, place that heel firmly on the ground. Stand tall, change leg. That's it, reach down further. 15 seconds. Keep pushing it out of you. That fire in your belly. Come on, every part of you. Stay encouraged. For another five seconds, you will recover. It's happening in three, two, one. Yes, you did it. 45 seconds is yours now. So while you're having a nice recovery, I'm going to let you know that in your third block or the third round of these exercises, your recovery will change to 30 seconds. Now you are familiar with a 45 seconds recovery and your body is fully adapting now. So we are mentally and physically preparing ourselves to go the extra mile. And in 20 seconds, we start with those skater jumps. So remember, we're leaping really wide to the left, to the right. When you land, you want to land firm. Squeeze those glutes, squeeze those abs, and take that back foot off the ground. You got this. It's happening in three, two, and one. Let's go with those skater jumps, team. One minute of skater jumps, nice and powerful. These legs are strong, they can take it. Let's go, leap left, leap right, or whichever way you are. Consistency gets you through, keep on going. Brilliant. I hope that music you're listening to is giving you good vibes. You have about 35 seconds. That's it, that's it. And when you've got to keep those eyes on that vision, got to keep reminding yourself what you signed up for is just like that. 20 seconds. Good stuff, good stuff. Come on, really big push. Big breath in, you reach with that leg and land. Breathe in, breathe out. We're going in three, two, side shuffles. Sit low, remember, hands out in front, chest level. Shuffling left, shuffling right. Who's touching the ground? Let's see, give it a try. Shuffling left, three to four shuffles, and tap. Three to four shuffles right, and again. Good. So you should feel some tension in your legs now, some burning sensation. If not, why not? Get lower, move quicker. 
Challenge yourself to stay below that mid-level. All right, remember we're not standing up tall. The legs are bent so that we can feel the tension in the quads and the glutes, even the abs. Keep going. Oh yes, team. Come on, come on. What's your number? How many reps do you have inside of you? We have 15 seconds. Can you get 10 in? Shuffle, shuffle to the left. Shuffle, shuffle to the right. Shuffle, shuffle. Come on, come on. Eight seconds more. Gonna be your recovery very shortly. Three, two, breathe. Beautiful. 45 seconds is yours. So that second round of fire hydrant is happening. And mountain climbers, how did that feel for you? What do we need to adjust? What can we improve on? So the fire hydrants, you had your hands on the ground. Those of you that can, try going onto your elbows this time. Feel the difference in the range of your legs. And I want those knees coming out at 90 degrees without your hips twisting to the ceiling. Try and keep the hips square, parallel to the ground. Eight seconds, team. We're going into those fire hydrant and mountain climbers. Best round so far. Three, two, and one. Let's do it. Fire hydrant, lift those legs. Don't let those knees touch, though. I want to see those reps coming out. That's it. Up and down. Up and down. Up and down. Work it. Fantastic work. Come on, remember, it's only 30 seconds each leg. You have time. 10 seconds. So really feeling it in your glutes as well. Really making sure your hips are parallel to the ground and not twisting open. Three, two, change. That's it. Everything you did, but on the other leg. Brilliant. Making sure you really press the elbows or the hands through the ground, whichever one you're resting on, and you drive those knees up wide. Good stuff. Breathe in, breathe out. Better power up those arms because we're going for the mountain climbers to finish off this superset. It's happening in three, two, and one. Let's drive those legs, knees up, closer to your chest. Try not to push back so that your shoulders are going behind your hands. Try and keep the shoulders over your hands. Feel the difference. That's it, come on, come on, keep pushing. Just breathe, just work. Even with eyes closed, still get to the target. Nice work. Big squeeze, big energy. That's it. Yes, Team Oro, we're so close to finishing. So close to that recovery we're longing for. And remember, when we get into that third block of exercises, it's all about 30 seconds. We no longer need 45. We've improved. We're excelling. Go for it. Three, two, breathe. All right, Team Oro. So now, 30 seconds to recover. And we're going from the top to the bottom with two bonus moves that are actually a repeat of what you've done. Remember, we only get better at things that we keep practicing at. So let's focus and grow. We are moving into high knees in about five seconds. Who's ready? I'm ready. Standing tall. Three, two, let's go high knees. They're powerful now. Yes, they are. Come on, knees up, knees up. You get to use your arms here. 
Very good. We should be reaching for those higher heights now. Knees up. High knees are opposite to low knees, as you are fully aware. That's it. And where's my marches at? Are they elbowing their knees? Opposites, just marching nice and high. Gone past the halfway mark, team. Be proud of yourself. That's it, last 20 seconds. Come on, come on, come on. Believe you can and you already have it. 12 seconds. You're doing everything now. You're investing in you now. Just five seconds, we go straight into side lunges, team. Three, two, one. Let's go. Step to the left, stand tall, squeeze those glutes. Step to the right, stand tall, squeeze those glutes. Same thing. Let's do it again. Side lunge. Standing tall, side lunge again. Good stuff. That's it, remember, are we going for extra reps this time? We should be. We also should be going for range of motion. Getting that knee to bend, getting the knee to point forward in the direction that you are facing. That's it, 28 seconds. All the way. Come on, we're just ticking this section off the list. Receiving the rewards at the end of this. 10 seconds. There is nothing too hard for you. Three, two, one. 30 seconds only now. Mentally, physically, get yourself ready for your skater jumps. Have a quick sip of water. We're gonna go from the left to the right, from the left to the right. Remember, you are making the improvements. You better encourage yourself. You better stay focused. We're going through this together. 10 seconds. All right, Team Oro, skater jumps. Three, two, one, go for it. Jump left, jump right, jump left, jump right. Let's do it again. That's it, land with that foot flat. Try and get those arms low. Breathe and squeeze your center, your core, your glutes. Beautiful. That's it, what are the thoughts that are going through your mind now? Is it I shall not be defeated? Is it I can do absolutely anything that I want to do? Be willing to finish this team. 22 seconds, then we are moving back to your side shuffles. Okay, nice quick feet. We're going in 10 seconds with those side shuffles. All right, sitting low, hands just outside and in front of your chest. We move, three, two, one. Let's go, side shuffles. Yep, tap, side shuffle, tap, side shuffle, tap. Get it in, team, get it in. All right, you're just dodging all those hurdles in life. Left to right, left to right, good. Keep breathing. Great energy from each and every one of you. You've got it in you, stay with it. 
It's happening again. 24 seconds out of 24 hours. You have the time. Come on, stay so encouraged. No one else is going to give this to you. It's all on you now. That's it. That's it. Be proud. Smile. Celebrate yourself. Seven seconds. You will get that 30-second recovery. It's happening. Three, two, one. 30 seconds is yours. So your third and final block will be your fire hydrants and your mountain climbers. Then I'm going to choose two exercises. And we're just going to do one round of those. But first, let's focus on getting this superset done. Five seconds. We move. Three, two, fire hydrant. Let's go. Hands on the ground. Knee goes out to the side at that 90 degree angle. Remember to keep the hips facing the ground. We don't want to twist the back. We don't want to twist the torso. It's just the leg going out to the side with your arms extended. Fantastic. We are committing to the very end. That makes a difference. Three, two, change leg. Good stuff, everybody. 20 seconds to go. Love this. Come on, come on. Make sure you match the amount of reps that you got on the other leg as you're doing with this one. Better power up those arms because we're going for the mountain climbers to finish off this superset. It's happening in three, two, and one. Let's drive those legs, knees up, closer to your chest. Try not to push back so that your shoulders are going behind your hands. Try and keep the shoulders over your hands. Feel the difference. That's it. Come on, come on. Keep pushing. Just breathe. Just work. Even with eyes closed, still get to the target. Nice work. Big squeeze, big energy. That's it. Yes, Team Oro, we're so close to finishing. So close to that recovery we're longing for. We're excelling. Go for it. Three, two, breathe. What we're going to do now is we are going to repeat the ones you love the most, performing them for one minute each, just once, and then that's it. We'll stretch. Okay, high knees for one minute, side lunge for one minute. Quite simple. Yes, you've done it already. Two, one, let's go. High knees. Say yes, team. Say yes. So always say yes. Nobody else is going to finish this for you. Don't look around. Don't look at anyone else. Don't be distracted. Those high knees is what matters right about now. Keep that body moving. You've got to stay active. That's why we're here. Remember, we're just keeping active, getting fit and getting the body to do amazing things. We are already halfway through. 
That's it, that's it. Come on, your best ever round, your final round. Let that mean everything to you. You're not having to do this again. Just one time of these two exercises. By all means, if you do this exercise again, you can switch up all the moves and do it in the same format. Five seconds, we are moving on to the side lunge. You have three, two, and let's take it into side lunge. Let's go, you've done this. So left, bring it in, right, bring it in. Left, bring it in, right, bring it in. So imagine you just kind of whack a mole with those feet. So just stamp, bring it in, stamp, bring it in. Don't think about it, be about it right about now. 40 seconds. Oh yes. This should be the most exhilarating move because it's the last move to really give it your all. From left, bending that knee, to right, bending that knee. You're gonna finish this workout feeling powerful, feeling confident, ready to conquer the world. 10 seconds, team, that's all. Then it's all about the stretch. And you gotta make sure you continue with your stretches. Three, two, one. Well done, Team Oro. All we need to do now is just take it into a stretch, breathe, celebrate yourself, congratulate yourself. Let's bring our right heel to our glutes. Really thrust forward so you can feel the stretch in the front of your legs. Good, try and keep those knees close. And release, let's collect the left foot. Bring it close to your glutes. Deep breath in, big exhale, well done. All right, bringing your right knee up in front of you, hugging it towards your chest. Deep breath here, big exhale. Change leg. Feel great about yourself. You did it, you put the work in. You better be proud of how much you've achieved today. If you have any feedback about the class, make sure you scroll down after your workout and let us know what you thought. And if you know someone that could enjoy Oro, you can give them a 30-day free trial on us. Well done, Team Oro. I'm Janine, and I'll see you again soon. Take care.